Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that helps you become your best self, and today we are talking about where does your anger come from? But before we jump into that, as always, I want to invite you to come say hi to me on social media. I am at Sabrina Joy Perozo on both TikTok and Instagram, so come say hi over there. I'm also starting to like try to tweet every day. If you're into Twitter, I am at Real Sabrina Joy on Twitter. And all of that information is available for you down in the show notes below if you're interested. So come say hi. Down in the show notes below, you can also see a link to sign up for the weekly news- newsletter. Wow, I'm a little off on me speaking today. Can't wait to see how the rest of this episode goes. Uh, the weekly newsletter, which comes out every Wednesday around 6 or 7 p.m. PST, where I'm giving a behind-the-scenes look of my week and how it goes. Also, uh, sneak peeks of things that come in. We also have a giveaway that happened last week and no one actually participated. I was giving away Target gift cards and the giveaway was simply just to share any content that I'd created in January and then tag me in that share. And it did, no one did. So, so I think I might just extend that to this week. So, you know, go to the link, check it out. It, I think it's an interesting newsletter. I share even deeper stories and lessons about, you know, emotional mindset health kind of things. So check that out. Also, I'd appreciate if you would like to become a monthly donator on my Patreon to support the content that I create here and help me in my goal to creating content like this and being able to write books and create more journals and things like that and really just become this person that only is focusing on emotional and mental health full time, uh, please contribute to that or any other way that you would desire. Um, Just putting that out there because I know that if you don't ask, you don't get, but even if you don't want to support me financially, that's totally fine. If you are willing to just continue to listen and download the the show and then also share with other people, that is very, very, very helpful to me too, as well as giving any sort of feedback on topics and things that you want to hear from me on here. So anyway, check all that stuff out in the show notes. Let's go ahead and jump into today's episode, which again is where does your anger come from? So growing up, I never spent much time thinking about where my anger came from, of course, but instead who I could blame my anger on because it couldn't possibly be my fault, right? <laughs> Especially as a child, you don't quite understand that you are supposed to be taking responsibility for your emotions unless you're taught that. And if you are taught that, it's absolutely freaking amazing. And your parents are rock stars, right? I am trying to be that kind of parent where even when my child was younger, trying to teach her more about her emotions and understanding that it's okay to be sad, it's okay to be happy, it's okay to be confused, all of these different things. And that emotions aren't bad. And I can't say that I did that 110% every single time. Absolutely not. Especially when I think I shared recently how I um, felt like I kind of like led my daughter into struggling a little bit with anxiety because I struggled a lot with anxiety when she was younger, but still having these open conversations about how I was struggling and what that means and what I need to do and what I shouldn't have done and all this stuff. So, you know, if you have parents that taught you how to, understand and wrangle your emotions at a young age. That's fantastic. Well, that's not, that was not my experience. So of course it was like, oh, it's not me. It's other people inducing that anger in me. Right. And so I experienced a lot of like silent anger as a child because I was like a hardcore people pleaser. So of course I couldn't be 
like direct with my anger and yelling and screaming and things like that. And if I did, it was like screaming into my pillow or just like clenching all the anger in my body. Again, silent anger, <laughs> silent anger. Was that the only one? I don't think so. I'm sure there are other people out there that understand completely what I'm talking about, especially if you're being raised by a narcissist, which is my experience. And I was only raised by, I had like a single parent. That was my dynamic. But even if you had two parents and you still had one of them be a narcissist and the other one was more passive and did nothing about that, then it can be really difficult to express your anger. Um, So as time went on, I was more passive aggressive when I was angry because it suited my mood, I would say, (laughs) very sassy and, you know, sarcastic. And it was easier to get away with, right? I don't, like no one was really calling anyone out on being passive aggressive and any of these kind of like things where people were kind of rude about the way that they went about things back then, at least, you know, in the 90s, early 2000s, like no one was really like harping on that a lot. And again, I was a people pleaser, so I was definitely overly nice most of the time. But if I had anger and I allowed it to boil to the surface, it was definitely going to come out passive aggressively, <laughs> for sure, without a shadow of a doubt. And looking back, I think a lot of my anger stemmed from not being truly seen by others. And so this could be like family or the people that I went to school with, the friends that I had, you know, whomever I was around. Also, like not getting enough par- enough attention from my parents, which I say kind of lightly because you know, I got attention. I got a lot of negative attention sometimes and I got positive attention. And I do share on here on how my father was like not the person that I wished he was, uh, but I do admit that he was going through a lot of his own crap at the time and that I am grateful that he decided to raise me because a single dad in the 90s raising a child like like they chose to do that was not really heard of. You know, it wasn't that that a thing that a lot of like men were doing. So I was really grateful that he had decided to do that because I know that if I'd gone the other way where my mom was trying to raise me, I would have like ended up like all my other siblings, which is other individual horror stories of their own. Anyway, it's so I am super grateful for him, you know, and and raising me and keeping me alive and keeping me safe despite all the terror I induced physically and emotionally, you know, there's good, there's like, there's a, there's two sides to everything, right? But what the point about this is that I would get some negative attention and then sometimes I would get positive attention, but I don't feel like I got enough attention from my dad because I know that he did do this big thing where he decided to raise me and take care of me and And that was an amazing thing. But also I I felt like a lot of times I was just like a pawn in the game or just something that he had to deal with in the moment. And I think those things just changed. It was kind of like this, this like wave, like frequency where like when it was up, it was good. And when it was down, it was not. And it was just changing all of the time. Definitely. But my mom, I didn't get a lot of attention from my mom. I did though, but it was in very like these these giant chunks. And I will say that I'm grateful because I feel like I got more attention from her than the other kids did. If I was really going to like, you know, reflect on that. Um, but still not enough. I still like, like really thinking about it not being like, you know, all about me kind of thing. It just, it wasn't enough. 
I would say, scientifically and emotionally. It was not enough. Um, also, I think anger stemmed from feeling like I couldn't ask for help, right? And failing to hit my own and, and other people that have like thrown them in there, unrealistic expectations. And, you know, I share this with you because it maybe will give you an idea of like what you should really think about in your own past of what has stemmed, like where your anger has stemmed from, you know? And that's a lot of reason why I always share a personal story or anecdote in the beginning because hopefully it'll give you an idea of like how you should think about whatever the topic is that we're talking about and just how vulnerable and deep that we need to go and showing you that I'm willing to be transparent and tell you basically anything uh, that I can that isn't, that is mine to tell. And I say that a lot because you know, there might be things very specifically that I don't share about my husband or my daughter because those are not my things to share and tell the whole entire world or whoever is listening. Um, but just to be open. So you guys are like, oh, okay, you know, this is this is how deep, <laughs> this is how deep we're getting. So, but you know, with attention and failing to hit my own unrealistic expectations, not being seen, I... I'm not saying that I'm directly blaming these things on why I experienced anger, but these things definitely contributed to the reason why I had a lot of anger and where it where it, where it came from, where it stemmed from. And I'm not sure what spurred the desire to talk about anger this week. Honestly, I was trying to think back on it and be like, why did I all of a sudden come up with this idea? And, and I wasn't angry in the moment either. <laughs> It's just a lot of times I'll start thinking even subconsciously about what I'm going to talk about and what would be a really good topic that would hit home with a lot of people. And this is the one that came up and I had started doing research on it um, earlier in the week. And so it's, it's, I don't know where it came from, but I know it's important. I know it's a very important topic to talk about. And right before I came on here, I went on stories on Instagram to share that I was about to record the podcast and that I had just written it. And how I'll be available. And I looked back because I knew, I know, I had known that I'd already spoken about anger and it felt recent. But when I actually looked back, it was back in March of 2022. So if um, you can go back and listen to that one as well. But I do think that even recording an episode almost a year later will help to see it from a numerous perspective and have more information. And maybe it'll be a better um, resource for you than the previous one was, right? Because I am not, I am, I'm never going to be that person that's like, oh my gosh, every single episode is gold. <laughs> because there are going to be times where you will never need to listen to an episode because it doesn't relate to you or even anyone around you that you could like glean that information to help interact or communicate with them. So, and then I do know that in the beginning of the show, I recorded a lot of episodes that I would not say compare at all to the ones that I do now. I feel like more now the episodes are a lot longer and they're not in the same format as they used to be, meaning I would spend like a whole week on one topic and break it up, which is why the episodes were shorter. But I just feel like now I do more research and now I'm more vulnerable about like what's happening and how I can relate. Anyway, anyway, I didn't, I don't even realize I went off on a tangent on that. That is crazy. But I was, I did go back and I looked to see when the last time I was to talk about it. So it wasn't like so close, but it was like, oh, almost a year ago. So I think this will be really helpful to speak on because I do think that anger is one of those taboo topics that a lot of people don't want to talk about because 
anger can, I feel like has this negative connotation, you know, what you think like, well, anger is negative and I don't, it's not, I don't think any emotion is negative or bad at all whatsoever. Every emotion should be acknowledged and accepted. And just because you acknowledge and accept it does not mean that you have to take any sort of like actual action with it, but you accept it as something that you are experiencing. And I I think they're all good and acceptable. And it's just, it's so important, but I feel like a lot of people don't want to talk about it because it's kind of a downer, maybe. It doesn't feel happy and positive, yet we are here talking often about anxiety or sadness or depression, and yet people will talk about those things, but then talking about anger, I don't know, it's like people flinch. So that might have been another reason, again, subconsciously, where I'm like, we need to talk about anger. It's just so, so important. Just so important. But a lot of us have anger that we don't understand or feel like we don't know how to control it. So I know it's always helpful to discuss it and help others be more in tune with our own anger. And so this week, that is why I plan to talk about how we determine where our anger comes from and what we can do to manage our anger. So today we're going to start with the former, which is you know, kind of determining, not kind of, we will like, I'll give you tips on how to determine where your anger comes from, because I think that's a good place for us to start before we start managing it. Because if we start managing anger when we don't know where it stems from or where it's coming from, it's hard to manage something where you don't know where it's going to come from. And then all of a sudden it's here and then you're like, okay, I got to do all these things. It's better to understand where it's coming from and then be able to take steps to either minimize it which again, it's not bad to have anger. It's just minimizing it if you feel like your anger is bigger than it needs to be. And then also using that anger to benefit you and to lead you to, you know, become your best self. You know what I mean? So anyway, today, yeah, today we're going to determine where our anger comes from. And then the episode that comes out next, we'll talk all about how to manage our anger. And so in knowing that it's important for me to share with you, and I don't know that I've shared this recently. Um, and I say that because I've, I'm like, when I was writing it, I was like, have I shared this recently? I probably should share this more often. <laughs> but, you know, as with most things, the journey to discovering where a mindset and or a behavior comes from can take time, like a lot of time, like more time than you're willing to give, more time than you think it will be, and more time than you planned. You know, if you're new, like brand new to self-awareness, it could take a lot longer than you want because you have to figure out the best way for you to become more cognizant of what you're thinking and what you're doing and then spending time better understanding like why and where and who uh, what you're thinking and what you're doing is, you know. And, but even if you're not new to being self-aware, If it's a subject that you haven't breached before, haven't gone into, haven't really thought about deeply because maybe anger, thinking about that sounds like a scary thing to you, you know, you might need more time to dig into it and allow yourself to be honest about it. Just know, just know that you can take your time with this. You don't have to rush into that. And that's with anything that you're working on that you are bettering yourself in. You don't need to rush into it. You don't need to immediately know how to manage your anger or determine where it is coming from or all of a sudden not have anxiety or not be a people pleaser or whatever it is that we're talking about. 
you can take your time. I know that sometimes it feels like a race, especially if other people kind of even passively, passive-aggressively indicate that it's a race or like, oh my gosh, I was able to do this, that, and the other in this in many days. I feel like it's very like cultural thing, at least here in the U.S., where they're like, oh yeah, do this in seven days or 14 days. You know, it's like as quick as possible when in reality, a lot of times it's better to take more time to really learn something and understand it and dive deep into it because then it settles in deeper into our minds, into our habits, into our understanding. And then we have a better flow, a better understanding. And then it's not just this like fleeting thing where we learn it really quickly and then end up making more mistakes and failures than we need to, even though mistakes and failures are not bad things. They're our best learning lessons. But it's like, what if you just took it slow and you might even learn more than you would rushing it? So anyway, just know that you can take all the time you need to really understand where your anger is coming from. There is no race. And even if you wait however long to listen to the next episode talking about how to manage your anger or you have to listen to them again and again and again, that's totally fine. There is no shame there. I just want you to know that. I thought that was really important. And I had to tell I, I had to tell you. I just had to share that with you. So moving on, <laughs> when it comes to understanding where your anger comes from, you're gonna to need to look into multiple sources, right? There's not just like one, like you just find this ultimate book inside yourself and open it up and find the chapter and you're like, there it is. <laughs> no, it's from multiple sources. And I'll share those tips with you on what to do for that discovery in just a moment. But first, I want to mention that sometimes we can see the need for anger in our lives and might use these reasons for why we need anger in our lives as excuses to be angry more than we might need to be. More than we might need to be. You know, it's it's like with anything where we come up with like, an excuse that we like to <laughs> pretend is a reason for why we do something because it gives us the ability to keep doing it. And we think that we're like, you know, um, putting one over on people and we've convinced them that what we're doing is a good thing when we know it's not a good thing, but we're doing it anyway because we want to. We just want to do it, right? And so it's I want to make that aware too because I know that some people will say like, well, they need to be angry or experience anger all the time because of these things or it's okay for them to be angry all the time because of these things. And they've just really come up with excuses as to why that is true for them. So I just want to just share a couple of those with you. I apologize. My mic is like trying to run away from me. Okay, don't move. So yeah, I just want to share a couple of those with you just so you're kind of aware, especially if you find yourself using these excuses as reasons. Hey, you know, sometimes we got to call each other out, right? So here, sometimes anger can be seen as necessary. And I will, I want to like use air quotes. Sometimes anger can be seen as necessary when like we're setting boundaries with others, which setting boundaries with people is great. It's fantastic. I think everyone should do it. But sometimes we'll use anger when setting boundaries with others or asserting ourselves when expressing our needs because we think that that is the best, most efficient way to make sure that people don't overstep their bounds or that they will do what we tell them to do uh, so that we can get our needs met. 
And I think that if we aren't aware of how we're acting, this can really take on an aggressive tone of being like, okay, you know what? My needs are this and you're not doing it and I need you to do it. And you just like, you know, you're just using that anger. So it's something for us to be aware of that if you're setting and enforcing your personal boundaries or letting people know what your needs are and you think you're just being assertive, you got to know that line of like, am I being assertive or am I being aggressive? And I know from personal experience that if you're more passive and you're learning how to become assertive, sometimes that can come off as aggressive because you're new to learning to be assertive. Just saying, just we're being real here, right? So just something to keep in mind. Uh, Also, classically, some opt to use anger as an expression to release pent-up emotions and be free from emotional outbursts and our emotional burdens, excuse me. And I would say that sometimes I have this too, like where I will (laughs) scream or punch into a pillow, or I've been telling my husband for years that I need a punching bag because sometimes I'm just so angry that screaming doesn't help. And sometimes when you scream and you live in a small neighborhood and people can hear you, it's not good. It's not safe. (laughs) You'll get alarmed. And I just like want a punching bag. There's been many times in the past where I got so upset and I needed to do something with my body and I will just be running. I'll go run. I will run the anger right out. I will. I am not typically someone that will lift weights when I'm angry because I feel like I would have a tendency to just like throw it down just because I'm so angry and that's not really safe. Like legit, I don't want to hurt myself. So I will like run, but I really hope one day I have a punching bag because that's really what I want. I want to be able to just like punch it all out, you know, really just let it out. And I would say that like as long as you're doing this in a way that doesn't hurt someone else, you should be good. You should be golden. Um, so just I know some people find that necessary to like have anger to be able to get all of that emotional pent-upness out. And then the one that I find most interesting is how anger can be used to validate ourselves when we feel wronged or mistreated, right? When we're upset about something. And this can be really helpful to know if we typically hide away our emotions or feel like we can't like express our anger you know, and I believe we should, like, as I tell you all the time, we should acknowledge and accept all emotions, but that doesn't mean taking any actions that with that anger out on other people or things. A classic example of this would be my husband. I can share the story because it was just it's something that we kind of like tease him about now. But when my daughter was five or six, we got her one of those like, like extra large, like, I don't, I don't know if you call it like life size, but we got her a dollhouse, right? It was as tall as her, like taller than her. And so it was like four, it was like, it's like three or four floors and we had to put it together. And I, when I say we, I don't mean me, we, I mean him. And he put it together, but he was so frustrated with building this dollhouse that he ended up, like we were, and we were living in a townhouse that we were renting at the time. He ended up punching the inside of her door and the and it was a cheap door, so it was hollow on the inside. And so I remember when we moved out, we definitely like didn't get our whole deposit back because um we had to pay for the door. But it was just like that needing to like take that anger out. And I feel like having that anger there was there to validate him that he was feeling wronged by the dollhouse because it was so frustrating to put together. You know what I mean? 
Um, but also it was like an expression, the re, re, like, you know, um, release of pent up emotions, but also how he felt like the dollhouse was treating him wrong because he couldn't put it together. So anyway, you know, and like that was definitely not an action that necessarily, you know, hurt anyone except for our bank account when we moved out and had to pay for the door. Anyway, so it's just some, just, it's good, it's good to be aware of like some, I don't know, reasons people say that they need anger in their lives. And it's just important that you remember to have balance in these needs. Cause I don't think I, there's nothing like really wrong with them as long as you don't take them farther than they should go and use that as like a reason, which is really just an excuse for you to say that, oh, I need to yell at someone when I'm angry because it helps me to release it. No, absolutely not. No. You need to have boundaries in how you use and how you release your anger and use it to express yourself. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, let's jump right into the tips. Uh, I do have five tips on how to determine where your anger comes from because it's very helpful in determining where it's coming from, how you can be aware of that so you can manage it better. And before I get into the tip, these tips, as always, I want to let you know that this advice is based on my own personal research and experiences and the experiences of others that I'm able to share with you. However, if you find that this information does not align with what you think is true for you in determining where your anger comes from, that's totally fine. I encourage you to seek a therapist or a counselor to really have that one-on-one time to really find out what would actually align with you in determining where your anger stems from. If you don't want to do that, I suggest that you go to our best friend, Google and type in how to determine where your anger comes from or where does your anger stem from or where does your anger originate from. Any of those keywords would probably work really well for you. And it'll bring up a lot of information on like blogs and scientific articles and journals and things like that to help you figure out where your anger stems from. Okay, five tips. Let's jump right in, my friends. The first tip is to identify your triggers. I'm sure that everyone was expecting this one. It's a classic one. So is the next one. Uh, But it's important. It's absolutely like the most important one, which is why I shared it first. Identify your triggers. Pay attention to what sets your anger off, you know, and then dig a little deeper into that. So for example, if someone telling you what to do sets you off and you become angry, ask yourself why. Why does that person telling you what to do like how you feel that anger rising in you is it because you feel like it's disrespectful to tell you what to do or they didn't do it in a way that you would approve of or you have a problem with anyone telling you what to do because you have issues with like authority figures or you want to be able to make your own decisions or you've had past negative experiences with that. Identify the triggers of your anger. So it's like, You get angry, take a moment to think back a couple steps. Okay, well, what happened right before I started to get angry, right? You know, I'm trying to think of like, like in the moment right now, I'm trying to think of a time recently where I was angry. Oh, okay. Tonight I was angry. Okay, great. But I didn't, and I kind of shared it with someone, but I just kind of like let it pass because, you know, when you were in a family, you choose your battles, right? <laughs> was it really important? No, not really. I was angry this evening because earlier today I told my husband that 
hey, the dishwasher is empty. If you want to put your coffee machine pieces in the dishwasher to get them extra clean, you could do that. You could go ahead and put those in the dishwasher. And he said, okay. And so he took all the pieces out and put them in the sink. And I didn't really think anything of it really deeply. I was just like, hmm, okay. Hopefully he'll put those in. But then later towards the end of the evening, before I came up here to record the podcast, they were still in the sink. And I was that made me really angry because there was this, I felt like there was this assumption. I haven't really talked to him about it, but I felt like there was this assumption that I was just going to put it in there, even though I told him that he could put it in the dishwasher because he is capable of doing that, which he reminds me of. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, well, if you are able to do it, do it, then do it. Um, so... I ended up putting them in the dishwasher. And then I said to him, I was like, just so you know, I kind of met what I said when I said you could put them in the dishwasher, but then you didn't. So this is where we are. And I'm going to put them in there because I need to load the rest of the dishes before I go upstairs to do the podcast. And that made me angry. And so thinking about like that situation, it, the re, like the, what triggered my anger was me telling him that he should do something because I don't always need to do everything. And that's, that's what triggered it. It was like me realizing that he just left another thing for me to do, even though it felt like in the moment we communicated that he was going to do it and made me angry that he left more work for me, you know, to do when he has nothing to do. He's literally sitting around doing like, who knows what right now. Regardless, that's what like triggered my anger, like feeling like he didn't listen or he just assumed that I could just like pick up that extra slack. And I think even thinking beyond that, it's like not feeling like he is appreciating everything else I'm doing and the desire to help out is not there for him. And those are like the things that like triggered the anger of being like, oh, now I have to do another thing. Right. And some people might just be like, that might not, and just because I'm triggered by that does not mean that everyone else is triggered by that. Someone else could just be like, well, I have to do the rest of the dishes anyway. I'll just do it. It's fine. No big deal. But for me, it was like already a discussion about like, you're going to do this because I'm already doing everything else. And I'm already like doing like four projects at once right now. Right. All of these things. But again, we haven't had like a really big conversation about it. I kind of doubt that we will, unless it happens again. And then I will like be like, we need to talk about this. Okay, because I don't need to be doing all this. You could, you can put something in the dishwasher. It's it's not rocket science. You've told me that you can do all of these things. Yeah, you don't. Okay. <laughs> anyway, our marriage is great. It's just that it just really bothered me, right? It just bothers me when people can do stuff and then they just take other people for granted sometimes when they're not thinking about it for them to do it. So identify your triggers so you can see like when you are angry. Like, what was the event or the experience that stemmed, that it stemmed from? Number two, reflect on childhood experiences. Reflect on childhood experiences. So determine if your beliefs about anger stemmed from childhood and what you experienced. So, you know, you could ask yourself questions like, was anger okay to express? And this really goes deeper into thinking about like your beliefs about anger. Do you believe anger is a good thing? Do you believe anger is a bad thing? Is it a scary thing? Is it a thing where you feel like it is necessary in your family or it's just like a rite of passage or something that you should expect or something that you would be really like surprised if anyone actually directly expressed it, right? So was anger okay to express growing up? Was it something you were on the receiving end of often? Were people often angry at you? 
but you weren't allowed to be angry back or you were and there was constant like anger and yelling and fighting and things like that. Also, like who did you observe angry the most? Were your parents really angry the most? Were they only really angry at each other? Was it another family member? Was it a friend? Like what was happening? Or maybe you didn't really start observing anger until you got older and maybe in relationships and that was the first time you really experienced anger. Really ask yourselves these questions and like, and then also did that anger come with physical consequences? You know, were people, you know, hurting you physically because of anger? And reflecting on these childhood experiences and how you grew up with anger and your beliefs about anger will help you to determine where it comes from because if you were hurt, abused physically, whatever, uh, with anger, then it actually would be no surprise to me that you would take that out on other people because you feel like it's okay, especially if that person made it seem like it's okay to do that, right? It's not a good thing. It's just that a lot of times, or if you were a child and your parents were often angry at you, and they made it seem like it's a thing that's acceptable to do, you might find yourself being angry at other people and just expressing that without caring how that other person felt because it's like the thing that you that was modeled to you. And so that's how you express your anger. And that's where it came from. That's where those beliefs came from. That's where that modeled behavior came from. Or maybe anger makes you, like, causes you to shut down and be really scared because of the anger that you experienced if your parents like, you know, disciplining you and yelling at you and maybe hitting you or hurting you. And that just like, you know, it crushed you and you're just like collapsing in on yourself and you're just so scared. So reflect on some times of growing up and in your childhood of, you know, all those questions of determining how you experienced anger and learned about anger growing up and what that meant to you. And that'll give you a better idea to determine like, where it stemmed from. Number three, this is an interesting one. And I thought it was a good one. And I thought about it a lot on how to describe it. Hopefully it makes sense to you. If it doesn't, please always let me know. Use mindfulness as a baseline. Use mindfulness as a baseline. So mindfulness, how we practice it is really just staying in the present, really enjoying the present and trying to do everything where we're not constantly worried about the future or dwelling on the past, right? And using mindfulness as your baseline, it's just like, this is like the starting point and where you want to spend a lot of your time. You want to check back in here because you're just focused on the present. And this will help you determine if you experience more anger when focusing on the past and dwelling about it or worrying about the future. So when you start getting angry and you're feeling anger, are you angry because you were dwelling on what happened in the past? Right? So think about that. Like you're, you're like, you're becoming angry and then you're like, oh my gosh, I'm really angry. And then you're like, okay, well, what am I feeling right now? Like living in the present, like right now, what's going on right now? Okay. This anger start because I was focused on like what I can't change about the past Or am I just so worried about what will happen in the future, right? 
And then using the present as a baseline of coming back to like, how am I feeling right now? What's happening right now? And not just like really thinking about the past or the future, just really trying to stay present in the moment when you are experiencing this anger so that you don't go down this deep rabbit hole of like, well, I'm angry because this didn't happen and it's because this didn't happen and it's because they should have done this, that, and the other. No, 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 no. Or you're like, I'm upset because I think this is going to happen because, you know, everyone says this is going to happen and, you know, like this is, this is probably going to happen based on this happening, right? No. Focus. Mindfulness is a baseline. You're here today, right now. You're angry. Is it because of something from the past or something that you think will happen in the future? And that can help you determine like where your anger is stemming from, right? Hopefully that makes sense. Okay, number four, determine how often you project or blame others. Determine how often you project or blame others. If you find yourself blaming others and having anger in those moments, really take the time to determine if it really was their fault or you're just trying to find someone besides yourself to blame. Remember at the top of the episode, I was talking about how I would find, when I was like a child, I would find anyone else to blame for my anger because it was just easier to be like, oh, well, so-and-so said or did this and they made me angry, which is not true. And it's hard to really understand that as a child. And so that's why I was saying like, I wasn't really raised to understand my emotions and I'm not blaming that. It's just like, that was part of the reason why I would spend a lot of time blaming other people, which I shouldn't have. But we can't make, no one can make us feel a certain way and we can't make anyone feel a certain way. We choose to feel that way. So blaming someone else for a way that you feel is, it's just not truth. It's not fact. You're just trying to find a way to blame them. So you don't have to take on the responsibility of how you've chosen to feel and respond or react, right? So determine if you're blaming someone else for how you're feeling because you don't want to take responsibility for what led to this point, right? And so projecting, like determine if you're projecting, which is when you see your faults in others. So you highlight those things to them because of your insecurities and your insecure feelings about those faults, right? So let's say that you are insecure about not knowing how to ride a bike and then you're talking to someone else who also doesn't know how to ride a bike and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you don't even know how to ride a bike. Like, that's absolutely ridiculous. Why aren't you practicing? Why aren't you figuring that out, right? And you're just you're just saying all these things and you're being mean and that might cause them that that might lead to them deciding that they're going to feel really bad about that right you're trying to induce this pain into them that you have in yourself because you don't want to just endure it all alone you want them to experience it as well and so if you're projecting often ask yourself if you are because you're angry about those insecurities are you angry that you don't know how to ride a bike and are you angry about that because you are angry that your parents never taught you or took the time to teach you how to ride your bike or you never owned a bike and so this never came up and it feels very insecure for you not to know how to ride a bike because everyone else around you knows how to ride a bike and that feels like embarrassing to you and like something that you should know how to do and it just, you feel on the outside. You know what I mean? Like all of these emotions can start swirling in like a twister, a tornado and it can just get out of hand. So 
Determine how often you're projecting or blaming others to, again, figure out where that anger is stemming from and see how, you know, I was the example of like projecting onto someone else your own insecurity and then really thinking deeply about where that anger has come from. And the anger probably stemmed from not ever learning how your parents not taking the time or not having the money to buy you one and then never doing that and then realizing this this is something that you feel insecure about because other people know how to do it and then comparison comes in and it's a it's a dumpster fire. So think about that. Determine how often you project or blame others. Number five and the last one I have for you today is ask yourself what you're afraid of. Ask yourself what you're afraid of. Be honest. There's no reason to not be honest with yourself because it's just yourself. I know that that's still very difficult for a lot of us, but please be honest. So when you start to get angry, try to take a moment, if you can, this will take time for you to create it as a habit when you're getting angry, especially when you're getting angry because these elevated emotions really can just like take, get like do the most to us and kind of control what we're thinking of. But try to take a moment and ask yourself what you're afraid of, right? Often anger can be a secondary emotion to fear. So if you're angry, let's say that you're at work and you're angry that your team won't hit the deadline at work. Like it just does not seem possible that you'll hit the deadline of finishing this work by a certain time. Are you angry about that because you fear the consequences? of not finishing, not hitting the deadline from your boss because maybe your boss will be upset or you won't get that bonus that you were promised or you feel like you might get fired or written up or something like that. Maybe that's the fear or that you will not hit your goals and those goals mean a lot to you. Maybe those goals mean that you can Use this on your this big project on your resume to get an even better job somewhere else. But you're like, we're not going to hit the deadline. And so now you don't have that opportunity. You're not going to shine as that star team player in the office because you couldn't like get the project done and because you couldn't hustle your team or people were just going slow or whatever the reason is, right? So maybe you're just upset that you're not going to hit your goals and that 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 you're afraid of not hitting your goals and looking bad and that has you know led to the anger so what's the fear behind the anger with the example that i use about being angry and about not being able to ride a bike the fear underneath that anger is that people would make fun of me for not knowing how to ride a bike or not having the experience of riding a bike as a child because it seems like a very common experience that most people had, right? That's the fear or the fear of going to try to do it and not being able to figure out how to do it, right? There's multiple fears under that. And a lot of times there are multiple fears under whatever anger that you're experiencing. So just really ask yourself, be honest. What are you afraid of? What fear is hiding underneath, probably in plain sight, underneath that anger? to really better understand where it originated from. Okay, well, with that, you guys, that is the end. That is all five tips I have for you on how to determine 
where your anger comes from. So thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. I came with me, Sabrina. I really hope this episode has helped you. And if you feel like it's been beneficial to you, I encourage you and thank you in advance for sharing this with as many people as you possibly can. Thank you so much. Um, don't forget to check down in the show notes below on where to say hi to me on social media, the sign up for the weekly newsletter, sign up for Patreon if you would love to be a monthly donor. You can also just like cash at me if you're interested in that. But if you just continue again to share the show with other people to listen and download, that is absolutely amazing as well. Um, again, the next episode that comes out after this, we'll be talking about how we can manage our anger now that we've taken the time to really determine where our anger is stemming from. So until next time, have a good one and I will see y'all next time. Bye everyone.